Welcome to St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Our worship leaders today are Josh Frazier, Dallas Davis, Thomas Good and Lucy, and our choir director is David Berry. I am Reverend Susan Brazier. Let us join together and worship God. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand is the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountain are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and the dry land which his hands have formed. O come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are his people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Please pray with me. We name you gracious master and our God, great redeemer and king. You offer us the kingdom, Lord Jesus, a realm where the hungry are fed, the thirsty are given something to drink, and the homeless are housed. You offer us a realm where those who are shivering are clothed, the sick are visited, those in prison hear good news. We wonder how we are receive such a gift will you require of us more than what we are already doing will you judge us for what we have, have done and what we have left undone will you leave us out of your community of salvation in your great love and mercy move us beyond fear move us beyond guilt move us beyond our, our anxious worries Move us deeper into your surprising grace. Heal the blindness that does not see you. When you come to us in distressing disguise, set us free from serving lesser gods. Most of all, form in us the mind of Christ so that we see the world with your eyes, so that our hearts are broken by the things that break your heart, and so that we delighted in the things that delight you. 
and you breed in us courage not enough to duck. And we ask in your life-giving name, amen. I just want to be a sheep, ba 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 ba. I just want to be a sheep, ba 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 ba. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep, ba 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 ba. Oh, hi, Lucy. Hey, Dad. Um, where, where is Sheila? I thought Sheila was going to teach the, the children's lesson this morning. Oh, Sheila couldn't come. So, so I'm going to teach the children's lesson. You? You, but, but Dr. Tom, yeah. you teach big people. Can you teach little people too? Well, well I'm going to try my best, Lucy. Maybe when I'm finished, you can tell me if I did all right. Okay. 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 So what, what's the lesson today, Dr. Uh, Tom? The lesson today is about separating the sheep and the goats. Oh, is, is that like choosing teams for Red Rover? I don't like teams for Red Rover. Oh, but, but why? Well, well Dr. Tom, yeah. I am always the last one chosen, and oh. I think I think I would probably end up on the on the goat team. I don't want to be on the goat team. No, I I can see why that would make you sad. But Lucy, when God chooses the sheep and goat team, in fact. He lets you choose. <gasps> yes. Really? I could be on the sheep team? Yes. Lucy, if you're nice and generous, if you're kind and generous to people, then you can be on the sheep team. If oh. you're mean and stingy, then you'd end up on the goat team. But, hmm. but, but Dr. Tom, yes? do I have to be nice to the people I don't like? Oh, oh Lucy, you need to be particularly nice even to the people you don't like. In oh. fact, I have a list of things that Jesus said are important. Okay. He said that we need to, to be on the sheep team. Okay. We need to give food to people who are hungry, that we need to give something to drink to those who are thirsty, that we need to welcome people we don't know, that we need to give clothes to people who are cold, and to comfort people who are sick, and to visit people that are in prison. Oh, Lucy, yes, you can do it. Here's the secret. You need to remember that everyone is special in God's sight, and that if we treat everybody the way we would treat God, that's oh. what he wants. So, so, Dr. Tom, yes. I love, I love honey sandwiches. Ooh. Maybe I could share one of my honey sandwiches. God, would God like that? But exactly, Lucy. God would like that very much. But I do have to say that with COVID, it would be very important to bring a separate sandwich to share instead oh. of the one that you were eating. That wouldn't be so good. Oh, 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 oh I have no, another no. idea, Doctor. Yes, Tom. yes. There's a new kid in my class bubble. Oh yes. I could sit beside her. Would that that would be good, huh? Absolutely, Lucy. That's exactly what God wants. If we're mean and unkind, then God puts us on the goat team. I don't want to be no, on the goat team. But remember, if we're kind, God puts us on the sheep team. And we choose every day in the little things we do, in the kindness that we show, whether or not we're going to be on one team or the other. I want to be on the sheep team.
team. I'm going to tell God I want to be on the shape team. I hope the colors, the team colors, are green and pink, <laughs> like me. Why, those are your favorite colors. They yes, are, Lucy. Dr. Okay, Tom. but Lucy, I have a question for you. What? Did I do all right? Um, yes, oh. but, but Sheila's better. Oh, I, I know. Nope. Don't want to be a goat. Nope. Because a goat ain't got no hope. Don't want to be a goat. Nope. I just want to be a sheep. I just want to be a sheep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep. Let us pray. God of mystery and majesty, your thoughts are not our thoughts, your ways are not our ways. So guide us by your Holy Spirit as we listen for your word speaking in the scriptures, that we may encounter your living word and find our thoughts and ways transformed by your love. Amen. The Old Testament reading this morning is Ezekiel 34, 11 to 16 and 20 to 24. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of cloud and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from their countries and will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the watercourses, and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted up at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide. I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between the sheep and the sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them, he shall feed them, and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. And I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Anytime you stumble across the image of a shepherd in the Old Testament, your mind should immediately trigger that this is a reference to a ruler, leader, sovereign, potentate, monarch. In the ancient world where pharaohs and monarchs were often dictators or warrior kings, where their focus was on gathering wealth and maintaining power, it is more than just a little surprising that the God of Israel declared that the rulers of the Jews must be like shepherds, lowly sheep herders, who spent their days out in the fields just watching and caring for a bunch of animals, animals that are not particularly distinguished for being very great. They were to live with their flocks, protect their flocks from danger, assure that their flocks had access to clean water and sufficient grass. As we heard in Dallas's reading of Ezekiel, God as a shepherd declares that I will feed them with good pastures, I will water them by mountain streams, I will seek out the lost, I will bring back the stray, I will bind up the injured, I will strengthen the weak. A ruler is to be like a shepherd who puts the flock's interests first. This is certainly not the image of Egyptian pharaohs or Roman emperors, but this is what God imagines for the leaders of Israel. So that brings us to our New Testament reading for today. Listen now for the word of God. Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his throne of glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people, one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come! You are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For when I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you welcomed me. I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it for one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fires prepared by the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, 
and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment. But the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Jesus is, if nothing else, a teacher. And nowhere is that more evident than in this parable. If you want someone to remember something, repeat it. Jesus manages to repeat in just 10 verses the same message four times. Hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, sick, in prison. And in the span of these ten brief verses, Jesus used one of my favorite trial tactics. He presents the same question to create opposite tensions. Notice how the righteous and the wicked are asked exactly the same question. And both are equally as baffled by the unknown encounter with Christ. Lord, when was it we saw you? If our Lord, Savior, and Teacher repeats something four times, perhaps we should pay attention to the lesson. This parable is about judging the nations, dividing up the sheep and the goats. It is probably the most iconic of the parables. Churches rich with mission outreach will describe themselves as Matthew 25 churches. Their entire identity is grounded in these 10 verses. Mother Teresa was also captivated and motivated by these handful of verses. She would talk about the gospel on five fingers. When asked about her work, it was reported that she would smile, hold up her hand, and count off each word with a finger. You did it to me. She saw Jesus in everyone she met, but especially among the hungry, thirsty, naked, the homeless, the sick, the imprisoned, the lonely, the unwanted. It is interesting in this parable that Jesus takes the instructions that were set forth in Ezekiel for the leaders of Israel and now extends them to all of his followers. No longer is it enough to just be part of a group identified with Israel. Now we are all called upon to be righteous. We are all called upon to feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, house the homeless, comfort the sick, visit the imprisoned and the lonely. In the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus preaches the Sermon on the Mount and poetically establishes the laws of the Kingdom of God in the Beatitudes. Now, at the end of this Gospel, we see that we will be judged by how well we live into our calling as followers of Christ. As you did 
to one of the least of these. You did it to me. We will not be measured by vague intentions, positive thoughts, or sympathetic emotions. No, we will be measured by our actions and the character that is formed by those actions and gives rise to them. But the most important word in this phrase is not did, but me, because it refers to Jesus. When Jesus is arrested, Jesus becomes clearly identified with the marginalized. He is imprisoned as a criminal. He is stripped of his clothing. He is thirsty, he is injured, he is denied, he is unwanted, he is deemed unworthy to even draw a breath. You did it to me. The gospel is not about any old kind of doing. Indeed, it is not even about merely doing good. Rather, it is about loving. It is first about loving Jesus, and second, about loving others for his sake. Mother Teresa saw Jesus as a teacher. She once said, his ways are so beautiful. To think that we have a God Almighty that would stoop so low as to love you and me and to make use of us and make us feel that he really needs us. Jesus humbles himself by taking on the distressing disguise of the poorest of the poor and when, for his sake, we love and serve those in need, the unseen, the unloved, the unclaimed, we become instruments of his love in the world. St. Andrews has a wonderful tradition of being God's love in the world. Over the past two months, I have enjoyed many conversations with you. Often I ask, what is it that makes St. Andrews so special? Why are you here? And to a person, you light up as you talk about the mission projects. The trip to Cameroon, sponsoring the family from Syria, teaching English to the young refugee women who had been forgotten and overlooked by the larger refugee support services here at Fredericton. In that kitchen over there, refugees were taught to cook our strange North American foods so they could feed their families. Even over the past two months, I have been part of the joy of sewing tiny little masks school students. Although this church is certainly known for its music, it is the mission work that is the heartbeat of this congregation. Today, we take up the collection for Presbyterian sharing. I would encourage you to put something in an envelope and drop it off at the church, or you can make a donation to this critical ministry online at the St. Andrews Presbyterian Church website. Even if it's just a quarter, a loony, a five, a check, give a little something. You will feel good, and you will make our intrepid Eleanor Scott very happy with your generosity. But this parable about our sheep and goats doesn't stop with just putting coins in envelopes. It is about living out God's call in our lives. And I wonder where God is calling this congregation. What is your next great mission project? What is it that St. Andrews is uniquely positioned to do 
not only supporting financially larger mission work such as Presbyterian sharing, but what can we do together to be the light of the world and the hope in this community? Many, many, many of you are engaged in a host of outreach projects in Fredericton, everything from the community kitchen to serving at the homeless shelter. How can St. Andrews support your work? And where do you see unmet need? The answers to these questions need to come from the pews, not the pulpit. Jesus took the shepherd leadership responsibilities we heard in Ezekiel and set those responsibilities on all of his disciples. Folks, that is all of us. The king will answer them. Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Amen. Jesus Christ, you proclaimed God's kingdom among us and within us. In the power of the Spirit, your love is always at work, bringing good out of evil and life out of death. We thank you for your love that never lets us go. For you have known the good times and the hard times of this life before us. You came as one who was hungry and thirsty. Where people live on the streets today, suffer from hunger or beg for a meal, your kingdom come, your will be done. You came as a stranger in need of welcome. Where people live lonely lives or feel like strangers in a strange land, where love is lacking and people face rejection for the color of their skin or the language they speak, your kingdom come, your will be done. You came as one who was naked, where people lack enough clothing, shelter, or life's basic resources, where people live without dignity, exposed to every kind of pain and hardship, your kingdom come your will be done. You came as one who was broken, where people feel pain in body, mind, and spirit, where someone grieves the loss of a beloved or the future they planned, in places where the pandemic has done its worst and desperation has moved in, your kingdom come, your will be done. You came as a shepherd, where people are led astray or nations are ruled by corrupt or greedy leaders and there is no peace in the land, your kingdom come, your will be done. You came as one who was in prison, where people are treated unfairly, targeted or tortured, where justice has failed and people are punished with cruelty, your kingdom come, 
your will be done. You came as one proclaiming the kingdom of God, and so we lift up these prayers in your name, Lord Jesus, knowing that your kingdom is drawing near and that we meet you in the face of those who cry out to us, Hasten the day when God will wipe away our tears and death will be no more as we pray the words that you taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Go out into the world of peace. Have courage. Hold on to that which is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Welcome to Presbyterian Sharing Sunday. Today we remember and celebrate the fact that our congregation is not alone. We are part of a body. We belong to the Presbyterian Church in Canada, a denomination of Presbyterians across the country that is connected by a common faith, mission, history, and a shared ministry and mission. 2020 has been a difficult year for us. The impact of the global pandemic on congregations and other ministries has been significant. Denominational meetings and conferences have been canceled postponed or moved online. Camps and other children's ministries were canceled or significantly adjusted. Pastoral needs have increased while financial resources have been stretched and leaders across the country have had to adapt to doing ministry in strange and new ways to keep us all safe. Still, the ministry that we do together through Presbyterians sharing has continued and is continuing, adapting to changing needs and priorities for the churches. Together we are carrying out Christ's ministry in our communities around the world by serving, leading, and connecting. As we share in ministry and mission through our gifts to Presbyterian sharing, we participate in God's mission. What does Presbyterian sharing look like? Together, we equip congregations, ministries, and presbyteries with skills and tools for evangelism and discipleship, stewardship, and Christian education. 
Together, we create and support new faith communities and participate in national and international mission. We engage in healing and reconciliation and support indigenous ministries. At this point, it is right and proper to acknowledge that the land upon which our church gathers is the traditional and unceded territory of the Wulastukiak and Mi'kmaq peoples. We prepare and support leaders and live out God's call to justice. We empower, encourage, and support youth as we participate in God's mission. Presbyterians sharing support health, theological and Christian education, evangelism, leadership development, Bible translation, and other initiatives of our international partners. St. Andrews is blessed to have one of our very own, Jacqueline Howie Cleland, preparing for Christian ministry at Vancouver School of Theology. On the international front, Presbyterian Sharing has provided essential grants which train Indigenous women for ministry in Guatemala, offer spiritual and physical care for prisoners in Malawi, and provide a safe space for people with mental health issues, a highly marginalized population in rural Nepal. Here at home, mission and ministry in Canada continue because of our gifts to Presbyterian sharing. Grants continue to support new and renewing congregations and specialized ministries which support vulnerable populations, such as refugees and people living in poverty. Seeking justice is an important part of our shared ministry that is funded by Presbyterians sharing, by providing leadership and resources for our work toward the justice and peace that God desires for our world. In 2020, resources to help congregations sow seeds of hope and respond to the justice imperatives of the gospel include a study guide on racism and hate in Canada as well as resources for understanding and responding to the final report on the National Inquiry into Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls. Finally, Presbyterian sharing is an important way for Presbyterians across Canada to give of ourselves for the needs of others, to share together in making God's presence seen and felt in the midst of difficult times and to be faithful to God's call to work and service in God's kingdom. I want to end by thanking our congregation for your generosity through many, many years of supporting Presbyterian sharing. Mm -hmm. 